It's another episode of Morning Radio TBD. Today on the program, who the fuck knows? This intro is never correct. Without further ado, it's Ryan and Josh. Not going by J-Rig this week, huh? Nah. Keeping it fresh. <sighs> Just pop a cold one. <laughs> this is, a, I call this a can Pellegrino. Can Pellegrino. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a San Pellegrino in a can, but I uh, normally, you know, since we record in the morning, I'm always over here sipping on my coffee. But it's the middle. Which, of the which flavor are you rocking? I like the red orange. This is yeah, this is just their their regular mineral water. Like you know, it's I uh, I like to just yeah have a nice little fizzy fizzy treat every once in a while. I call it classic, uh, good sir. Although <clears throat> I'm going to do something very rare, Josh. Something that I, um, if I've learned anything from politics, I shouldn't do this. Oh I really shouldn't, but oh uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, admit that I was potentially wrong on something. Oh, that's not a good move. You do, no. you, don't, you do not admit fault. I know you redirect, never, redirect, get defensive, redirect, find I a know. new conflict. And that's, and that's what I should be doing here. But, uh, are you confirming now you are walking back your nuke Mark Mars platform? Oh my God! No, I'm still a hundred percent leaning into nuke Mars. No, we can oh. talk about that later. No, we will be nuking Mars. That's that. that no. Okay. Um, in I'm terms worried. of no, no, I, it's you reminded me because you know the standard San Pellegrino flavors. It's it's what you might call a little vanilla. You know, just kind of boring. Okay. You know? uh, and it's it's possible, Josh. Um, I'm still collecting field data on this, but it's possible I might have been wrong on how dirt cups are made. Um, hmm. There's there's a there's a possibility that I was uh, misinformed or had a little bit of Mandela effect going on on this one. Um, ah. I don't uh, like I said I I don't feel good about it, but it's uh, I've I've done some field research and the results are not coming back in my favor, Josh. They're they are not coming back in my favor. Well. It takes a uh, it takes a certain type of character to admit one might be wrong. <laughs> I I will I will say that I made them properly this weekend. Um, so I I well what is assumed to be properly with with uh, chocolate and uh, Oreo and and gummy worms. Um, but yeah, after um, reaching out quite a bit, having a few heated discussions, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to stick the landing as best I could. It turns out that, uh, yeah, maybe it isn't vanilla pudding in those. <laughs> Ryan was very touchy on this issue. I, I sent him uh, a few uh, instances of <laughs> a few samples of photographic evidence. And uh, he responds very eloquently, the writer that he is <clears throat> quote, get fucked end quote. Uh <laughs> So that was a, uh, I appreciated that discourse really <laughs> taking it to a whole new level. Look, I, <laughs> I make a, uh, I make an argument in this, uh, this big, deep, deep dive that I'm doing into this book, the Nightland. that um, there, there is a, a, there's an argument to be made for brevity and it's why the Spartans practiced it. Right. It's like brevity and uh, of, uh, of wit is, is quite important. I, I, I mean, get fucked is great. I, I think that it's missing a certain panache c- to fit into like the Spartan, you know, you know, it's, it's not quite, you know, we will fight in the shade, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely approaching there, right? It's, it's shortened to the point. It gets, it gets the, the, the point across. It's, it's a contemporary equivalent. Yeah. yeah more or less. <laughs> oh man. Spring is upon us, sir. It is. What's it? Uh, well, what's it like there where, where you're at? You're in Indy right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in India. It's chilly. There's yeah, salt on say, the it's, sidewalk. It's it's not especially warm here in Nashville. No, we're we're going through probably our last little bit of like cold ish weather, and then yeah. uh, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, on the Florida sauna that is eight months <laughs> a year. <laughs> so I, I said the, I my I think one of the things that drove me out of Florida. Uh, back when Florida was still like kind of a reasonable place to be um, was that there's like nine months out of the year that you're just damp all the time. Like you're just never dry in Florida. You're either sweating or you're being rained on. And I was like, I'm just so tired of being damp all the time. Like I'm just constantly moist. And, uh, and I was like, nah, I, I, it's, I think it's time to, to not be damp for a while. I would like to apologize to any of our listeners that struggle with the M word. I, I know, know that's why I use it. 
That's a hundred percent what I used. Intent. <laughs> I, there was intent there. Yeah, that was looking right down the barrel on that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's we're deep in March. Uh, by the time yeah. this episode airs, St. Patrick's Day will have come and gone. Thank God. Yeah, uh, okay. none of these people on the plane better pinch me. Um, <laughs> but in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I got a new green vehicle. Oh, did you? Uh, yes. Well, it's forest pearl. That's the color. Okay. Very uh, nice. But yeah, I picked up a Honda HRV. Love it. It's very nice. It's super tinted. Like whoever okay. owned it before me, uh, bought it, had it for like three months. Then they were like, nah, uh, but they tricked it out. Everything like changed the, the, the wheel rims, um, tinted the hell out of this car. It might be too dark. Like the windows might be too tinted. So I, I like not to sound like really crotchety, but I actually have a problem with overly tinted windows because it makes it really difficult to see where the driver's attention is, especially at things like if I'm a pedestrian crossing the street, I can't like make eye contact with people through super tinted windows. So we just end up standing. I stand there. They sit at the stop sign. Nobody's really sure what to do. I don't want to get killed because drivers in Nashville aim for you. They, they try and run people over. That's like a game here in Nashville, I guess. Well, that one intersection, I think there's a, a point system on the, the road now. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, if I, if I can't see the person through the, 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 and people are going to be like, you know, you're just, these are old man complaints. Um, but like, seriously, part of the, you know, Part of being able to see through a tint is just being able to like establish basic nonverbal communication. But anyway, I'll shut up. Well, and not only that, but when you're driving at uh, four o'clock in the morning, it's extra dark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Your side laughs> <Yeah. windows. laughs> yeah. this was my first time doing that was this morning. And I was like, mm -hmm, this might be a little too dark. Further studies Ooh. needed. Um, but it's a great ride. Feels Love nice. That. That's awesome, it's, man. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. It's, Thank you. Um, also, what will have passed us by by this point yeah. is um, March 15th, which this year blew me away, thanks to Twitter, um, because <laughs> thanks to the new messed up algorithm that is Twitter <laughs> currently, where they're like, you might be interested in this. Fuck and you, most, of it, I'm, <laughs> most of it, I'm not. But, uh, oh, my God, the rabbit hole of Caesar memes I was subjected to. Oh. <laughs> the Ides of March. The Ides of, of March. Yeah. They were That's everywhere. Excellent. I'm glad that people know that. Like, it, I, I feel just, I feel a little bit better about society uh, knowing that. So many memes. They make me so happy. <laughs> Caesar's last words. What are you going to do? Stab me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's always a bunch of like good, uh, just like pure facial expression memes, but like the last look between Caesar and Brutus, you know, like it, it, it's <laughs> they're hard to describe in like a, a, you know, an auditory medium like this, but you know, there, there's always good ones where it's just like Caesar, like it's some, you know, cartoon character looking completely helpless. And then another one looking completely triumphant and it's just Caesar oh, yeah. and Brutus. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, it's um, all good. No, one of my uh, favorite uh, memes I saw, I think, this year was uh, it is supposed to be Cleopatra's reaction upon hearing the death of Caesar. Okay. And it's a screenshot from The Room where the guy goes, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and if That's you don't fantastic. understand the reference, uh, educate yourselves. Educate yourselves. <laughs> you dumb peasants. <laughs> no, but happy springtime. Winter is over. Oh, 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 sorry. That was a, an abrupt, uh, topic shift. We're back on spring. Yes. It, winter is over. Um, how are you feeling? Cause at this point we are six days into daylight saving or, or standard time. I don't, which, which one are we in now? Are we in daylight saving or are we in standard time? We're, we're back in savings time. We're back in saving time. So we're six days into saving time. I still can't get it the fuck together. I I'm like, I, my sleep schedule is all kinds of jacked up. Like, how are you? The The recovery period takes longer as you get yeah. older. It's usually like within a week, you're good. Okay. Uh, but uh, you you might uh, take a few extra days as you get a little bit older. 
Um, I saw you uh, had to go with the energy drink this morning. <laughs> I, I don't know what got into me, but so my morning routine, I get up and the first thing that I do is I go and I make a pour over coffee. And I, I specifically, I choose pour over because it's a little bit of a process and a little bit of a ritual and just like having a, an activity to focus on is part of what helps me wake up. And like, once I have my coffee and then I sit down, I work on some chess puzzles. I read the news a little bit, um, and, uh, usually work on some kind of creative project, whether that's writing or editing podcasts. Um, and then like, you know, take auto out and start the day. Um, this morning I woke up, I had my cup of coffee and like, in my head, I was I was debating if I was going to go to like the Red Bicycle Club and get one of theirs as my second coffee for the morning, just as like a nice little treat. <laughs> I don't know what got into me, but I was like, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be enough. Like maybe maybe I'll go for one of the bangs that I have in the refrigerator. And I was like, no, that's that's choosing chaos. Like I, I cannot literally wake up and choose violence. Like you know, like it, it's it's just. <laughs> These are, are meant as a pre-workout. I save them specifically for the weekends right before I do some of my heaviest, nastiest lifts. But I was I, I got back from walking auto and I was like, no, fuck it. I'm gonna have a bang this morning. And I did. And Josh, the fever dream stream of consciousness of just <laughs> <laughs> like insane creative brainstorming that occurred over the next hour and a half. I literally covered you. You've been to my place, you know, the, the Island in the kitchen, I covered it in sticky notes. Like I just started, I was like, I have all these ideas. I need to start writing them down just one after another until I had this grid of like 50. I should have taken a picture of that. Honestly, sticky notes just everywhere of all these ideas. And then I crashed so hard on the other side that I suddenly I was like, I don't know that I can do a single thing for the rest of the day. And it was noon. (laughs) (laughs) Bizarre. I, I, that's, that is the wacky power of, I I call uh, the few bang energy drink that I have in my refrigerator. I call them my spare double a batteries because I just pop one in and I'm like the energizer bunny for a little while. Uh, but there's such a concentrated hit of caffeine. They really are designed to like fuel you through an intense workout. Having one before you start the workday isn't super advisable. <laughs> so I had a friend ask me a few days ago if you were bougie. And <laughs> my response was like, no, not really. But hearing you just now talk about your pour over coffee and your chess games and reading the paper, I'm like, Maybe he is. Bougie. <laughs> I don't know. And as I sit here sipping a fucking San Pellegrino, um, <laughs> yeah, we could make do with like any mineral water, Ryan. But I now you have to choose the one from Italy. From Italy, no. I, pour over coffee. I actually, I, I, I don't think is that a, a, inaccessible to most people. Like it's, it. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit more of a process to it than just you know, like a drip coffee machine. Is there I, a one? It, 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 what, what is this? What is, what is, what is happening here? <laughs> Tell us, educate us, I, ignorant masses about. I'm suddenly uh, on trial. <laughs> I choose to drink my coffee. <laughs> Hang on, I'm terribly curious now, um, because I, <laughs> first no, of all, it's because I, the photo on our page, uh, like oh, they okay. saw the the cups we the have, cup. <laughs> and I wanted sure. to be like, he made those. Yeah, <laughs> he took one of those wine and pottery classes, and he wine made them with his bare hands, and they're magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's too funny! Uh, no, I love. I will that. have you know, listener, uh, we drank hot toddies out of those things. We did. That was that was much needed at that point in the evening too. So to answer the question, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I do want to go on record that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger starts his day off with chess as well. So, uh, you know. Well, unless it's leg day, then he starts with legs. You You're welcome. Bitch. <laughs> Is that man ever not working out? If yes. he's not working out his body? <laughs> He's working out his mind. He no, he is. Uh, like I, it's so, it, it's so funny to me that like um, Schwarzenegger is like a prolific chess player. I don't know how strong he is as a chess player, but I know that it is like a constant part of it. He's been playing chess since the seventies. 
Um, so I, I have to imagine just like uh, from experience, he's got to be pretty good. But yeah, dude is um, he's he his day begins with coffee and news. He then plays a game of chess before bicycling off to the gym. Like my I, not that I intentionally tried to structure my morning routine after Arnie, but uh, mine's pretty close to his. Is your goal eventually to battle a predator? Uh, it's not, but I'd like to feel prepared if I had to. Okay. Yeah. Is there any mud around? Not where I am. No, I, I, I'm at a severe disadvantage in that. Like, the, mm-hmm. to be honest, like it would be more of the Danny Glover fight, you know, in, in uh, Predator 2. Predator I, I, think I'd, I think I'd get pretty wrecked, honestly. Like, I'd have to bring it down just by, like, sheer cleverness. I don't think I'm, I'm not Arnold. I'm nowhere near Arnold. I'm not going to go toe-to-toe and, like, pummel one to death. Why has no one taken out a Predator with a Predator? Oh, like, <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I was like, wait, is there like lore where we can control the, pr- no, you mean like a drone? It's yes. a good question. It's a, it's a very good question. <laughs> it seems like a much better use of the predator drone than whatever the fuck we use them for. Right. Uh, part of spring means, uh, lots of pollen. Yeah. All over my car. Yeah. But it is also, uh, Sandhill Crane baby season. Oh, in Florida, which is awesome, but also leads to some very stressful times for my wife because she loves the cranes. Okay. She loves the baby cranes because yeah. they are pretty freaking adorable, but they are also an ideal food for any predator around. Uh, yeah. So anytime she sees them and then she goes out and she doesn't see them, she's like, Oh no, where are they? I'm like, well, they might just be like in the brush. Right. But, uh, Uh. it's kind of awesome. It's just, it's, it's awesome. This past week we, uh, in our neighborhood, uh, there was a raccoon family with like these baby raccoons in the tree. Oh, lovely. That was great. And then the cranes with their little yellow babies. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, I never get to see any (laughs) baby alligators, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they're, they're out there. They're the ones that are eating the baby cranes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it's funny that you, it, you just reminded me of this. Cause I was just scrolling through. I don't remember why. Cause I actually, I don't find as much interesting content on there anymore, but I was scrolling through Disney plus and, uh, seated somewhere in the action adventure of all place. I don't know that this is the right place for it, but action adventure is Benji the hunted. Oh, that movie traumatized me as a child because mm-hmm. it's Benji taking care of the two little leopards. And when the one gets taken off by the Hawk, I remember bawling my eyes out at that movie. I do not love the, uh, the, the Benji. I don't movies. either. I think that was kind of a, a, a fucked up creative decision by Disney. Yes, I, I agree. They are, they're pretty dark. They and- are. Yeah. They're dark stories. They, they are. And like, I think one of the reasons that you can get away with telling difficult lessons to kids in cartoons, you know, like Bambi or uh, Dumbo is because it's a cartoon, right? Like there's still that emotional resonance and it's, it's a medium to discuss more difficult topics like abandonment, um, you know, growing up in a, in a parentless home, things like that. But it's not, it doesn't have the visceral quality of real life. And when you show a fucking hawk carry off a baby leopard kitten while, you know, Benji goes yelping after them like that, that screws you up. Come on, Disney. Yeah. Do better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my wife can't watch animal movies or anything yeah. that I has an animal it. in it for longer than two seconds. No. She's Dude, like, something I, terrible is going to happen. I, I So I could. Um, it, one of the things that screwed up the this recent movie Smile for me is that a cat dies in it. And I was not on board with the cat dying. Don't um, cats often die in horror movies? I, I don't know why that is. It seems so shitty. Um, and I also like, I kind of have to fast forward through the first 10 minutes of John wick and just get to the part where he starts killing people mm. because I can't with the beginning of that movie. I'm like, I was, I was actually impressed because my, my wife wanted to see John wick. Okay. And, uh, I warned her, I was like, just so you know, there's a major plot point that yep. you're going to have a, a struggle with. So she was prepped and I think it actually made her on board with the movie because 
she was John Wick in that movie. Okay. She was like, yeah, you fucking killed all those bad <laughs> <laughs> You killed that dog. You, spoiler. Uh, you killed that dog. You get him, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, my, my favorite thing right now is uh, uh, the, the Screen Rants series um, uh, pitch meetings. Pitch meetings. And the pitch meeting for John Wick is especially hilarious because as the writer pitches the moment, it's like, and then they're, they're going to kill the dog. The the producer, like you know, the, the producer character just goes like completely blank face and he goes, tell me people are going to die for this. And he's like, oh, so many people are going to die for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is a hell of an intro. We've, we've uh, spent 20 minutes just sort of like letting the car idle, but this is good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we mentioned uh, Disney a little bit earlier, our old yeah. stomping grounds. Um, and I, I have to tell you, I have to make you aware of some uh, some sad news. Yeah, uh, this was teased in the last episode, but we, we, we didn't get to it. Yeah. Crossroads is gone. Like uh, completely. That whole side of the street is gone. What? It's gone. There's so, nothing. Okay. Hang on. So let me, let me see if I can name some of the things that I remember. You know, there was obviously the McDonald's. Yeah. Which I can only imagine was one of the most, like one of the busiest McDonald's in the entire fucking United States right there on 535. There was the little grocery store back there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was at least a, there's like, was it a BW threes or like a, some sort of like sports bar also at crossroads? Yeah. So at crossroads, uh, backing up slightly crossroads is an, was an intersection, uh, in Orlando that it was a major intersection because you were just getting off the interstate and it was one of your main entrances going into, uh, the Disney world area. Yes. As well as a lot of the, uh, resorts and hotels around it. So it's a very busy, very busy place, still a very busy place. Sure. Uh, But so much of the infrastructure has changed in that area. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's better. It's just different. It's just, uh, (laughs) so you would, turn one direction to go into the most magical place on earth. Uh, you would turn the other direction uh, for food. You had Taco Bell, McDonald's, Uno's, uh, Chevy's. Uh, Chevy's. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, oh my God, a, yeah. a big strip mall of, of random, random, food shit. And, you know, various things, uh, sweet tomatoes. I think that like, there was, there was a, a Hooters back, back there, there or something. Yeah, maybe a Fuddruckers back there, which that's a place I miss, but it really just fell apart. I don't know what yeah. happened to the Fuddruckers business model, but RIP. <laughs> I, uh, I, anytime I hear about Fuddruckers, I can only think of uh, idiocracy and watching Fuddruckers collapse through the years in idiocracy where it eventually becomes buttfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, a dated movie, but still weirdly topical. Unfortunately, it just <laughs> unfortunately. continues to become more and more topical, <laughs> more and more prescient. Yeah, anyway. uh, but yes. So uh, a lot of stuff back there that's now just gone. It's just wow. disappeared. I think it's supposed to turn into. Uh, honestly, I think it's supposed to turn into an off ramp. Just that whole that's area right there. But I think there's just so much to it. That has to be done. So stay tuned for further developments because we all ended up at various establishments over there over the course of our Disney lifetime. I I mean, like, yeah, like I I can't tell you how many times you would go through crossroads like for especially um, like I think about like the college program days. It feels like I was always at fucking crossroads. Now I don't even know why. Um, Do you? Yeah. Do you remember going through there? Uh, I remember just because I thought the story was fantastic. Uh, it was you and Jason's friend, Paul. Was it Paul? Was that his name? Um, dressed in a gorilla suit. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was Justin's buddy, Pat. There you go. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how... Oh, so close, but so far I was. You were, you were right on the the cusp of it. I remember that night. Yeah, that was uh, that we went to the Taco Bell, um, and uh, it, it must have been like one or two in the morning. And naturally, like with so many of these these kinds of stories, we had been drinking um, just heroic amounts because that's like what you did in Orlando in your early twenties. Heroic amounts, <laughs> <laughs> just. 
<laughs> way too much. And uh, yeah, decided that we were going to go out for Taco Bell. One of us had to have been sober to have been driving that car. I know it, well, I wasn't the one driving. Maybe I was. No, I might have been driving. And Pat was sitting. Because he was in the costume, right? He was sitting next to me in a full. I mean, listeners, you, you have to picture this like full body gorilla costume, like completely concealed head to toe black fur gorilla. And so spare a thought for these poor Taco Bell employees that, uh, you know, at two in the morning, what pulls up to their drive through window, but two over amped 20 year olds, one dressed in a gorilla costume and like with no, with, with no explanation, right? It's, it's just one of those things that just sort of happens. I'm sure they, they've seen weirder, but it's also one of those things that I'm also pretty confident was a discussion point later on in the evening. Like, you know, around 3 a.m. when things slowed down, they were back there sipping on a Baja Bless going, so what the fuck was going on with the gorilla costume? <laughs> like, well, not only that, but you decided to take on a character too. Did I? This I don't remember. Because, yes, this was in the day of Pleasure Island. Uh, it was not Disney Springs yet. Okay. It was still downtown Disney with Pleasure okay. Island where all the uh, clubs and dance places were. Yep. Um, and so you guys go through the drive through and the uh, attendant is just like, oh, wow. Love the costume. And you decide all of a sudden you are a flamboyant as F. That's right. Because you should have seen him at Pulse. He was fierce. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> again for no for the, there was for no explanation there, there there was no there was no good reason for any of that it was just we were i mean just it was just shenanigans we were just having a fucking good time back i mean i like that's the one thing that i have to say about all that it was like we were just having fun <laughs> it was a good time when you're young yeah. and you have no real responsibilities i mean you got a couple bills to pay like rent and get gas in your car. We usually came through on rent. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm like, uh, the, the times have gone, the times continue to change time. It, things are gone. Uh, Crossroads is the latest, you know, uh, downtown Disney has changed and uh, Bennigan's is gone. The, when the Bennigan's closed, I knew that things, things were changing. Um, like the Bennigan's, I, I can't tell you how many late nights I spent at Bennigan's after late shifts by just completely by myself sitting at the bar, having, you know, like a burger after work writing song lyrics. Cause that was back when I was still in my heady, heavy metal days. Yeah. I remember you weathering your, uh, affliction jacket. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the affliction jacket is coming back out. I have, um, I have a new idea for how to implement the affliction jacket and I'm very, very excited about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've been like sitting here by the way, like just oh, there's crossroads going around on, uh, uh, ye olde map quest, um, not map quest, you know, uh, but just looking for crossroads to see if I could find like any of the, it, it's literally just a blank spot now. Like it's just listed as a blank spot, even on, on maps. There's, there's nothing there. You look over there and you have a clear view to the highway. Well, hang on. Insane. Josh, we, we, we need to talk about this development. <laughs> I have zoomed in as close as I can over crossroads. I don't know if you can see this. Apparently the one thing listed is dachshund puppy. What the hell is that? And why is it in the middle of the pond? I don't know, but somebody has left a dachshund puppy uh, yep. Just hanging out there. <laughs> I, crossroads. I'm not sure if that's awfully dark. Or I, I, don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, you'll be happy to know the traffic in that part of I four is virtually unchanged. It, it still oh, sucks. God, uh, the worst. I Uber drive a couple days of the week. Um, trying to make some extra cash <laughs> now that I have a car payment. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, going through there, you're like, oh, yeah, there's this. Well, and, you know, it's funny um, because we were there, like, you and I have gone in and out of Orlando a number of times. But I think the longest stretch that we were there, uh, we saw a lot of development begin to hit that area. And, um, <clears throat> 
especially after the 08 crash when Orlando was actually one of the cities that boomed during that period because it was all service industry jobs and service industry was the one thing that survived at that time uh the um the recession like all of a sudden we saw this influx and so i remember earlier days of being in Orlando where things were not as like claustrophobic and then as time went on and the industry down there continued to grow and it continued to be like one of the few places that you could find work, uh, it just got more and more crowded. It, yeah, it, it continued to do so. Right. I visit the old neighborhood we used to rent out of from time to time, but it's very eerie because uh, <laughs> it's a completely developed neighborhood. People live in like every house. The trees have grown. They're green and beautiful. I think a school bus went through one time. I was like, this is not my neighborhood. That is not. No, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful and civilized. <laughs> <laughs> When I lived here, there was a, just a sh- block of empty houses. <laughs> and I mean, I think uncivilized is the right word because like you had us living at 8839 and then like six houses down was uh, Aaron and John Razor and uh, and all of them in that place. And like the, the, the number of times that we had cross party or cross house parties and people would just like stumble from one to the next completely hammered. Like that, yeah. that neighborhood used to be chaos. Yeah. I'm going to trigger you. Are you ready? Go for it. Red drink. Oh my God. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. It, 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 it's because we didn't know there was already alcohol in it. Like we wouldn't have added if we didn't realize that it was already spiked. <laughs> I think it's problematic that you couldn't tell already. That's how they made it. <laughs> like that's how they made it. And that's dangerous, kids. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like the, you know, the the big thing that's like making the rounds on TikTok that you know has all the parents freaked out is Borg. Um, and uh, it's it's just it's another just it's basically jungle juice for it's the the current generation discovering jungle juice, right? Like it's it's what they're doing is nothing new. It's just you know they have a new interpretation of it, and it's called Borg. Yeah, it stands for like blackout something gallon. I forget what the R stands for, but it's they the, the, what makes it like Borg is that it they they mix it up and they put it in uh like a a milk gallon jug and then you just carry that around all night and 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 drink it. The idea is that you get blackout drunk by the time you get to the bottom of your um is that because uh, it's a gallon? It is a gallon. Yes, of whatever goes into it is yeah, it's 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 a gallon. But I mean, we weren't that far off in terms of what we were drinking, the red drink that night. Drink your Borg. Sobriety <laughs> is futile. Sobriety is futile. We wow. Are okay. We will assimilate your, yeah, all of that fun stuff. No. Uh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't know it. No, we, we didn't. We got this, you know, they called it red drink. We took a few sips and we're like, you know what we, what would make red drink even better if it was spiked and just started dumping random vodka and rum into it uh only to learn thereafter after getting entirely too drunk that it was already fully spiked yeah but you know party with good friends that you trust yes and be somewhere where you could just walk home walk home (laughs) my god walk home people because you're only three houses away because you're only three houses away and then you can just fall down onto your mattress because you're 20 years old and you don't own a bed but you do own a mattress Fall down on your mattress and sleep until noon the next day because you work in park operations and have no normal hours. <laughs> now, my first time being completely annihilated, uh, it was not a fun time. The 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 hangover the next day was not a fun <laughs> time, and the roommates were entirely unsympathetic. Uh, and I think I lived that whole next day off of like ramen and broccoli and seventeen showers. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I there were there were a lot of bad hangovers in that house and there were a lot of like really sick nights. <laughs> like, just at a uh, different time, man. It's a different time. We're older, a little wiser about some things. About some uh, things. Yeah. And the kids today will be kids, right? <laughs> right. Just- I, like I, like I I Everybody freaking out about this thing on, on TikTok, Borg. Like, 
I get it. We don't want kids drinking a dangerous amount, but kids are kids. When you're in your 20s, you're going to drink and you're going to do things that you think are creative ways of getting drunk. Again, there's nothing new about Borg. It's it's the same hairy buffalo jungle juice, whatever you want to call the shit that people have been drinking since the 60s. Um, it's just repackaged and because of social media, it's plastered all over the place. Everybody <laughs> plastered. That was a little, a little tongue-in-cheek pun. I saw there. that. Yeah. Um, like, the worst thing that people can do is freak out about it and draw attention to it because then everybody wants to do it. So like, just let them fucking be kids. As long as people aren't dying, right? Don't do anything that's going to get you killed. Just be safe, but have fun. God, like, you know, they say drinking copious amounts of alcohol can kill you. Uh, So if you're chugging a gallon that you might wake up dead. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't be stupid about it. Like, but you're talking to the people who were ingesting Tide Pods, sir, just a few years ago for clout. Hang on. The, the, the Tide Pods thing, I guess was much again, which I, I'm going to, I'm inclined to say it's the same thing going on with this Borg, whatever Tide Pods was overreported based on what the actual, uh, incidents were. And again, because, and this is like, this is one of those like weird kind of like the SVB bank run, like the social medialization of phenomena makes every, because it's present and in your face, it makes people think that things are going on on a much larger scale than they necessarily are. Actually, a better example is you see this phenomena in, um, local news coverage of crime rates in cities. There is, there've been objective studies to show that even when crime rates are going down, because of how local news reports on crime primarily, people think that their areas are getting more and more dangerous. Yes. It, it's the same thing. Like I, I, I think that when it was act, like the studies were done on it afterwards, uh, the number of people who died eating Tide Pods was like you could count on one hand, which terrible in and of itself, right? Like the fact that people died eating Tide Pods is awful, but none of them were actually like the 20 year olds that were doing it for clout on TikTok. A lot of them did have to get like poison treatment. And again, that's fucking awful because of a stupid stunt, but it wasn't as bad of a contagion as, as it was very much made out to be. And again, I, 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 it's so funny to me that we live in a generation that was brought up being told, don't believe everything that you see on the internet. And yet it feels like our parents very much believe everything they see on the internet. And so as soon as like, you know, the, the older Gen Xers, the boomers get a hold of some TikTok trend, they assume that everybody is doing that thing and uh, that it's like some sort of huge moral hazard. And that's, it, it, that's also part of the issue with like Borg or Tide Pods or all that kind of stuff is, like kids are just being stupid and having fun because that's what you do. Like, I, I can't tell you the number of stupid things I did when I was in my 20s. I still do a lot of stupid things these days, you know, like not every day is uh, perfectly buttoned up. Um, so, yeah, no, sometimes you pop open bang energy drinks and <laughs> uh, play chess. You're out of your mind, hyped up under the influence. Chess under the influence is not good, sir. It was, I was definitely chessing under the influence this morning. I was, oh my God. Like it's, I, 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 I wish he banged, I could. he banged, he banged, <laughs> he checked the king. He moved, he moves. <laughs> I want to start a new challenge though. I want a new challenge for the kids. Okay. What's, what, what kind of challenge do you want? It's the Greta Thunberg challenge <laughs> where you have to get, you have to get carried off by law enforcement somewhere <laughs> for, for, for some sort of social justice or planetary climate cause. Yeah. I love that. She it's just, it's happened twice getting, that I'm aware of exactly, and that is exactly in recent two times too many, but it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, I'm going under the narrative now that Greta has this like secret, like, thing where she just <laughs> wants to get carried off by people in uniform because she just look at her face just look at her face in these pictures she's just got such a so pleased with herself face like she's i mean she's calm about it you know she's like right. a little you know smug uh you know where she could be like you know exactly grand peace sign um but yeah, she was re- recently, and this threw me for a second because I was like, wait, what? Because yeah. she was carried off a site in Norway, uh, Norway, protesting 
at a wind farm. Interesting. I was like, hold on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Greta's pro wind. Yeah. What was the full story there? It was a wind farm that was built on a disputed land as in <laughs> it is owned by indigenous peoples and oh. maybe they do not have the right or authority to build it on those Got lands. It. Yep. And I think we run into a similar thing here. Like yeah. A few often. places where we do have like wind and solar farms. It's like, well, hold on. This belongs to somebody. Yeah. Does it? Do they have a flag? Oh, not do, this again. <laughs> do you have a flag? Uh, yeah. Not great. Um, so that's, that, that's definitely too bad. No. So she, but I mean, she brought awareness to it because she's Greta and, um, it just makes me, I just, I, I just want to follow her around. Um, not in a creepy, um, <laughs> stalker way. Not like I'm the police. Every step you make, every move you make now, like not, we're not, not doing not that. Like that. Yeah. Casually through the like, internet. Exactly. <laughs> it's, um, it's just, where's Greta being carried out from today? But I think she could start a weird movement, and that is the TikTok challenge I want to watch. But I will not download TikTok. I'm not that into it. I refuse. <laughs> you better download it soon because we're about to ban it. You won't be able to. Good. I I'm kind of I I'm I'm largely anti TikTok. Okay. I, I don't I don't agree with it. What what don't you agree about it? I'm 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 curious. I I have it. I don't use it a ton. I'm about to use it a bunch. Um, I'm, I'm going to get back into it, but I, I'm curious what you, what you don't agree with on it. Well, there's the whole thing about like, because it's a Chinese entity, there's like, you know, you get access to your, yep. your data and stuff, even Can't, though and, and, there's and a lot I, of other apps that can do the same thing. Right. I was going to say there's, there's that, but I will a hundred percent, you know, give you, yes, it is problematic that, that the Chinese uh, communist party would have, could in, you know, grab that data if they wanted to, especially considering where the servers, that is an issue. We can go into why that's an issue at a, at a different time, but I'll, I will, I will grant you that point. Yes, that is, that is a huge issue. But more importantly, because there is not a cap on the time limit, and that was something Vine had going for it was that you had seven seconds. It's one minute. That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be endless. It's way too long. Uh, okay. I have to sit here for a minute to get the joke. No. Well, and that's as I, we're in minute 43 of our podcast. I was just saying, uh, I was talking about nothing so far this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the, um, I think that you could make an argument that the most effective TikToks are the ones that make their point in the vine length, right? Like the yeah. ones that most people are are engaging on um, are usually uh, you 15 seconds or less. They're, like those, I'll give you 30 seconds maximum to make your point. Yeah. But chances are my attention's drifting. <laughs> uh, so if you could do it in seven seconds, even better. And that was something I liked about. About uh, Vine, Vine, uh, what, RIP. And I think the the interesting thing about TikTok is, um, it, or what I find fascinating about it, it it is much more. At least when it got started, this may have changed by now, but when it got started, it was much closer to what the original algorithm of YouTube was. In that, it was like a completely like total social democracy where everybody was on an even playing field. And so the most interesting content is actually what got passed around. And it was just a place where a lot of conversations was, were happening. Um, lots of very interesting content and, uh, and, and media came out of TikTok. Um, so I think it's a, a terribly fascinating tool in, in, in that regard. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it has all kinds of problems. Um, and, uh, it's potential use to push Chinese disinformation or, um, Chinese propaganda is that's, that's a massive, massive issue, especially for people who just aren't as discerning in, um, in what they're, uh, they're scrolling through. But I, I, um, I, I think it is a very, very interesting app idea. Uh, so I, I mean, now it looks like Facebook and Instagram are basically just making their own versions of it. We'll see if that's where everybody moves their attention to. Yeah. I still think the future is Mastodon. That's definitely where we're going. <laughs> is, is it where we're going? <laughs> Mastodon, Hive, uh, bringing back the old Google Plus uh, with circles. I remember the Google Plus circles, yeah. 
Uh, that was the days. Uh, yeah, we have really nothing of particular depth here, uh, which is kind of refreshing. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, I mean, it, it news items, we'll run down a couple of news items real quick. Sure. Um, uh, don't forget that not too long ago, Marjorie Taylor green, our favorite <laughs> Congresswoman Jesus. from not our districts, uh, said that we should, uh, have all the red States secede. Which MTG I don't think like, would work for economic reasons. But sure, I mean, let's try it. Economic reasons aside, even, what's particularly ironic about um, MTG making that comment is that she, <laughs> I think she thinks her state is red. <laughs> um, and Georgia has voted blue consistently in the last couple of elections. Well, now, it, is, it is decidedly a more purple state. Like, don't get me wrong. And, and a lot of that's because of the way that Atlanta is weighted versus, you know, the rest of uh, like the, the rural areas. But this idea of like red states versus blue states, even a, you know, a highly a, a much more progressive state like a Vermont, for example, that is, you know, considered solid or actually we'll, we'll go with New York City, solidly blue. You know, a, a place like Buffalo is far more purple, if not red. Like it's it's just not as clear a dividing line as people seem to think, and it, it comes down to a fundamental misunderstanding of how voting in this in the, the country works. Because we assign a lot of value to land rather than actual population. So this idea of red states and blue states is a it it actually is a perfect encapsulation of how screwed up our own knowledge of our systems is. That being said, if Texas wants to secede, I say we let him. <laughs> Fuck Florida, man. Florida can get the hell out of here. I live here. I dude, you I I I know I'm I'm sorry. Talk to my wife. She she it was her life stream to be hot all the time. And, and it's I just I Ron DeSantis um makes me furious. I'm 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 going to be starting a I can't believe I'm going to use this word. I'm going to be starting a blog soon. Uh, and oh I'm starting a blog s to aim it at Ron DeSantis so that if they pass that law that bloggers have to, you know, that are critical of Ron, De Ron DeSantis have to register with the state, fucking come get me. Well, only if you're making money off of it. Great. And I'll tell I you, wait I'm pretty sure that like proposal was specifically aimed at two people. That's and, and that's the kind of petty shit that is coming out of that party these days. And it, it's like they're not actually interested in governing. They're interested in revenge politics. Like, I'm sorry, Ron DeSantis must have gotten beaten up a lot as a kid. I did, too. But I think I'm a, I like turned out a little bit better. He's a fucking moron. He's a much more savvy moron than Trump is, though. I know. That's and what that's, that's, that's why I don't want him concern. anywhere near exactly. Yeah, that's why Florida can no. fuck right off. Like if Florida wants to secede, he can have his little dictatorship. He can have his little like fiefdom, you know, it, whatever it is that he wants, because that's that's the direction that uh, I mean, uh, of all the states like Texas is making some really poor choices. Florida is headed straight to like borderline fascism with some of the, the crap that they're doing. I just vote Texas because like they're already almost self-sustaining anyway. I mean, even though their power grid keeps failing, uh, but they, uh, they could, it'd be fine. I don't like the Cowboys that much. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm curious how it is that, um, why it is people in Texas continue to vote for the governor that has presided over the power grid failing as many times as it did. I would think that you'd want that guy out. Because honestly, the, the power grid failure, it, it's a perfect storm of circumstances. Like you, you, as much as both sides of the aisle want to point at who's the blame, it's like all this plays in and it's just, you just need to move forward and do better. Right. But it they just happens they to be prepared. That's, they're spending state money on shipping immigrants to other cities, but not on improving the power grid. That's it's, it's, Things like that, where you lose you lose the ability to make your argument. If if Texas, well, was that's why they're making different arguments. Right, they're and, waging and, a culture war, and that's exactly my point, right? Like it, the that 
that's where like I, I don't have I I don't have sympathy for it at that point. Like you you have not made every effort to improve your state and to improve the lives of the, of your people. So that's where I'm like, why do these people continue to vote this guy into office? And it's I, I mean it, you you hear it said, but it's it's because he hates the people they hate, and it's it's just shitty that that's what our politics is. Well, like you were talking about earlier with the media, you you have to manufacture a problem in a sense. You you have to make a mountain out of molehills. And well, but they have a mountain. Their power grid fails. Like solve that. Right. That's no. that's my that's my point though. Like no, the, we're gonna make our own mountain. Not that one. Okay, so and here's oh my god. So here's I don't want to die on that hill. It's too easy to die on that hill. Let me make my own hill. The the thing is, is that <laughs> um, people who are farther on the right and farther on the left actually do have more in common with one another than they necessarily think. Because in both cases, a lot of the times they're arguing for the government to be more removed from people's lives. Right? It's for different reasons. But there is a core idea of the government is too intrusive into into uh, how we live our lives, and further that there is um, distinct and terrible corruption within our governmental system. Both sides of the aisle actually do agree on that, and there so there there are points of there are points of agreement along the way, right? But. It's very frustrating that there are very real problems that could be solved like a failing power grid, but instead they're choosing to focus on manufactured problems. When I would, I'd argue that most all Texans would probably agree, fix the power grid. I bet if Abbott fixed the power grid, he wouldn't even have to worry about what his, his, uh, election margins would be like it, it would fundamentally impact so many people in such a, a potent way that it, it wouldn't be a problem, even though he is playing some culture war shit uh, right now with like now they're sending bounty hunters after drag. And I like want to rip my eyes out because this is this is the war that we are engaged in these days. Do you even know what it means to be woke, sir? Does anybody know what it means to be woke? Sure. Yeah. Go on. Needs to be woke. And, and no, go, go ahead. What's what, what is what's your definition of woke? It's the past tense of wake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the the term woke, which is funny because it's actually not like new. It's, it's really not around for it, decades. It, I mean, there there is a definition of woke, and like you said, it's it is not. This is not a new term. This has been around for quite a while. It's it's just funny because uh, yeah. So woke is. It's being alert and aware of uh, systemic discrimination. Yes. 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 And it was, why is that a bad thing? Well, and so, um, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to put this in a way that's not going to offend people. So you have a TikTok time limit. Go. All right. Hang on. Uh, let me. <laughs> Oh, oh, a TikTok time limit. Sorry, yeah. one minute. No, the the reason is is because it brings up it, it brings up intrinsically uh, unco- uncomfortable conversations, right? It, it means that we we have to be upfront about the fact that um, we have done some really shitty things in the past of this country, uh, and actually, this is this is something I was reflecting on recently, especially with all the fucking book bans that that Florida is enacting. One of the books that I remember reading vividly when I was 16 years old because it was a signed reading was Snow Falling on Cedars, and that was the first time I ever learned that the United States interned the Japanese people during World War II. I had never even heard of that until I was literally almost done with high school. The problem is, is that being aware of systemic injustices requires a that we have some difficult conversations about missteps that this country has made truly horrific things that we have done to people in the past and a lot of people we've discussed this uh, in past episodes want to deify our past leaders and they want to have this mythology that America ha- is perfect and has always been perfect it is neither of those things it is trying to be better and in fact the first words are in order to form a more perfect union, not a perfect union, a more perfect union. 
But the problem is, is that in order to form a more perfect union, we have to have honest conversations about the bad shit that we have done and find ways to move forward and fix those things. But that takes a lot of work. It also takes introspection to look inward and to like remove national identity from individual identity. Some people are so tied up in their entire identity being this country that the idea that this country has done bad things to them feels like that means I must have done bad things. I don't think there's any reason for anybody in modern society to feel guilt over the things that the country has done in the past, but we should be aware of them and we should be ready to make changes to atone for those things. And that's the key right there. And I think that's that messaging is being lost in the movement on the red side of the country to push all this, like, don't say woke, don't be, um, you know, yeah, don't have woke initiatives, ban the 1619 project, um, which is just, I mean, you don't have to take it as like the dogma. It's just something to be aware of, educate yourself, and it presents a lens to look through things. The The whole argument on that side is about, oh, it teaches people to hate their country. I see the validity of that argument because look at the radicalization of people that join like terror groups, you know, I- so – and, and But that is an overblown fear, like the Tide Pods challenge, that is an overblown fear that is being perpetuated in part by media and by entities that are trying to push a certain message. And it's like, if you uh, do it wrong, then yes, you, you could come out being very cynical, very hateful, and just disgusted by everything around you. I fall into that myself sometimes. Um that's perfectly normal, but you're right. Instead, you should be like, oh, wow, this country did all that. It's not a, we did all that. Cause it's like, I didn't do shit, right. um, but it's like, oh, you have an awareness and you should want to be better. This country will never be perfect because we are such a mixed bag of peoples culturally, uh, socially, uh, class-wise, I, I do firmly believe there is a, 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 a an unofficial caste system. There's, a, there's an official caste system. No war, but class war. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to fully commit to that because I don't know if that's inadvertently offensive to like people in caste systems that come from like Indian cultures. So, uh, okay, that's that's fair. But the wealth stratification in this country is a massive problem and we need to eat the rich. Well, I think we just don't have enough people pulling themselves up by their bootstraps anymore. Jesus Probably Christ, because none of us I, have bootstraps. I, you, you know the fact that saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, is actually a satirical saying because it's literally yeah. impossible to do. Yeah, and we have no, somehow morphed that into a an actual work ideology, it's impossible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're not supposed to be able to. Not true, sir. If you fall over on your back and you're like stuck in the mud and you can't get yourself out, you grab your foot and pull yourself up. Uh, no? No. You don't think so? No. All I right. do not think so. No. All right. Well, then I won't <laughs> tell you about my Space Jam 96 project. <laughs> because it follows the same like if you stick with me, it's somewhat plausible, but at the end of the day, like how does it affect your daily life? Uh, so here we go. The space jam 96 project. Are you ready? Go for it. Space jam, 1996, the original space jam starring Looney tunes and Michael Jordan. All right. Let's look at the narrative that is space jam, right? What happens in space jam? You have an entity in a far off land. He is not making money. He needs to maximize his profits he is a businessman and he's like, I need a way to increase my profits. And uh-huh. he goes to a far distant world. That's not his own completely different world where he's going to take those natives back to go work for him and make him tons of money. And the natives, they try to fight back. They try to outwit and outsmart by coming to a deal and they get their champion <laughs> they get their champion in Michael Jordan. Okay. Michael Jordan, one of the most famous uh, sports ball uh-huh. players of all time. Yeah. Basketball, right? He plays basketball. Basketball. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. He's no, good no, at basketball. No, no. Shit at baseball. 
I was gonna say. I was gonna say no. He's a he's a baseball player. That's <laughs> the man plays three different sports in the game. By the way, in the movie, in the by movie, the way. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, basketball, baseball, golf. <laughs> uh, and he's uh, shitty. He's at apparently tools. a decent golfer. Yeah, or is he bad at golf? I, I can't remember now. It's, well, he's uh, way off. The Looney Tunes have to use a magnet to oh, get it right. in the hole, right? Yeah, anyway, right. they recruit like their champion uh-huh. to come, and he sweetens the pot because he's like, "If all right, if we lose, if things don't go our way." I'll go with you and be a slave for your business enterprise as well. And they going and they still can't win. They still can't win until Bill Murray shows up until the white guy shows up. So I, I guess I, I, if I follow you, you're saying that space jam is an allegory for the American experience of the early. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Okay. The abolition movement in this country, uh, you have some notable um, African-American figures, but it's not until the white people started taking action that there was any real like blowback from this. I, I think you need to make a, an actual video essay on this. Uh, you, you might have a viral content. I've idea, given this a lot of thought. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I think it drives uh, me nuts. Like, and I enjoy that movie and yeah. I enjoy Bill Murray in that yeah. movie, mainly because of his like meta studio joke. Um, it's great. Yep. But if I was going to be super critical of this movie and apply like any sort of meaning to it, um, it's uncomfortable. Right. Because Michael Jordan is not enough to save the Looney Tunes. It is a <laughs> white person that has to come in, even though Michael Jordan does the work. Like it's his final basketball shot. Uh-huh. The uh, stretch. But it's the rules themselves that work against them. Yeah. Because they're like, you need one more player. Sorry, that's the rules. That's the established rules. And you have to follow the rules and do everything legally. Thank God we have a sympathetic white man in Bill Murray. Right. Who can who who works within the system to white knight his way through as the hero but wow, also does like as little as possible that is a that is a dark interpretation of uh space jam 96 that's still, uh, still a better movie than the lebron one <laughs> yeah i uh, i started the lebron one uh and then i got on with my life um i should probably go back and actually watch it you don't have to honestly really? the best part of that movie is the first part where they're pitching lebron to like okay. use his likeness and things, gotcha. um, I think is super meta because that's kind of where the industry is heading. Yeah, it's interesting to me that like industry projects in general. I I, I don't know what did it. I like I, I want to make the argument that Deadpool broke people's brains in this way, but I I feel like it's been going on since before that. It feels like more and more projects are trying to be intentionally self aware, almost to the point that it's like that joke is getting old. Yeah, but in, in Warner Brothers' case, I feel like it was them kind of basically throwing a billboard in your face and being like, how do you feel about this? And nobody same, really reacted to it because the movies are shitty. They, they, well, they did the same thing in, in the, the Matrix movie. Resurrections. Yeah, yeah Resurrections. It was, it was exactly – and I don't know that that's a Warner Brothers thing. I actually – if I had to take a shot in the dark, I'd say Warner Brothers fucking hates it when their writers do that. But uh, in the same way that like they're sort of trapped – with a very, well, I was going to say very, ta- I don't know that very, very talented writers, considering how badly those movies did, but they're trapped with writers who are going to hammer those jokes across to the audience in the same way that like Seth MacFarlane will take a shot at Fox every single time he possibly can. And Fox is stuck with that because he has the golden goose in, you know, all his animated series. So it's, it's hard to be offended when you are just surrounded by cash. I mean, I'm sure that that's, you know, that's probably, it does help ease their pain a little bit as they boo-hoo into their $100 bills. Yeah. Another reason why I don't understand what Elon Musk's problem is. because Fuck Elon Musk. You know, he cares about what people say about him on Twitter. And if he's not getting an engagement on Twitter, I'm like, go talk to your money. Right? 
like he's he's the saddest little man on the planet. Like I, I he he is somebody that um like I I I often wondered this during the Trump presidency. I was like, I'd like to actually climb inside his head and just hear what the internal monologue is, just to try and understand on a more visceral level, like what drives this person? What is it that they hear and how is it that they experience the world? Elon Musk, fuck Elon Musk. Elon Musk is somebody that I would like to climb inside his head for a little bit and just sort of understand like what his sadness is. Um, because I, I, I saw something recently that was, this is pretty wild. Like, um, go back in time to the year 80,000 BC, you are immortal. So you decide to start putting away money and you put away $10,000 a year and you touch none of it. Fast forward to today and you still don't have as much money as Elon Musk does. Like that's the amount of wealth that Elon Musk has accumulated and he is still upset that people don't like his tweets as, as much as others. Like, bro, what the fuck, man? Like you are, you must be the most miserable piece of shit internally. And that actually makes me a little sad for the guy, but at the same time, fuck Elon Musk. I'm, I'm waiting for him to offload Twitter. I'm like, either he's going to run Twitter into the ground or he's going to offload it. And I'm like, how much time is going to pass? Apparently Mr. Beast wants it. Okay. I, Mr. Sure. Beast, I, I think I, I, the, the fact that people get pissed at Mr. Beast and his like wild acts of altruism, I'll ne- I mean, I get that there's a system- systemic issue with the fact that we have to wait on benevolent billionaires to actually provide things like basic medical care. Like when he gave sight back to like a thousand people because it's a hundred dollar surgery that they just literally couldn't afford, or maybe it was like gave it to a hundred people and it was like a thousand dollars. Anyway, it turns out that it's like, pretty easy to fix blindness for a number, a certain percentage of the, the blind population that, that suffers from like a cataract disease. And he paid for that surgery for like a thousand people or something like that. And, um, so that it, it, that's an issue with just like capitalism in the United States and late stage capitalism. And uh, again, eat the rich. Um, but uh, the fact that he, at least seems like he's trying to do nice things with the money that he has, like let the guy run Twitter. He seems like he's got a better head, uh, in terms of just general altruism that fucking Elon Musk does. So I want to wrap up this episode with uh, two things. Yeah. First of all, uh, I love the whole idea of eating the rich, yeah. um, but uh, not if I become rich, do not eat me. Uh, I will play the lottery one day, sir, and I may win. I have so many packages of fortune cookies right now. <laughs> I have so many and I cracked one. There was two fortunes in it, Ryan. There were two. Oh, two. You got and they did not conflict. Uh, I got double fortune in one cookie. I was like, this is a my great day. Goodness. Yes. Still didn't play those. Numbers. Uh. But I will say uh, the French revolution wasn't all what it was cracked up to be. It was very messy, uh, yeah. literally, but also uh, geopolitically. Um, so there are repercussions to that sort of thing. I as think there are money continues to play a, a key factor. Right. Well, but that's the thing is there are, there's also severe repercussions to the stratification of wealth as we see it in, in the United States. Crime is most prevalent in areas where low income, but areas of high income. That's, it's not just, it's not like strictly low income areas. It's on those borders between them stratification of wealth does weird things to people so, so you're saying we need stronger borders n- no oh my god no it's i don't i don't know i think that's what you said thank you for tuning in everybody uh, god no <laughs> no nope last word that's it no that's it because the, then the rich will try and moat out us untouchables like that is that's what will happen that's uh, why the suburbs exist, but we'll go into uh, exactly. American history a little bit about uh, yeah. uh, urban and suburban development and wh- why redlining is a problem. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, same yeah. time next week, kids. <laughs> see, see you next week. <laughs>